This is Dr. Julie Goldstein, and this recording is part of the Mizrahi Daily Dose on the DAF project. With acute precision, DAF Chafvav of Brachot focuses on fixed times for tefillah, its structure and rules of compensation, or makeups in the event that someone violates the directives. With the premise of the Mishnah being that tefillah has fixed times, the Gemara then tries to figure out where all this fixedness comes from and turns to a discussion on the origins of prayer. Who instituted what and when? Which psukim can we mine for information about the times, structures, methods, and sources of all the different prayers? The discussion on the daf brings to the fore the question of institutionalized versus spontaneous prayer. Why was tefillah highly prescribed and structured by Chazal? Why wasn't it left to be a free-flowing, personal, subjective outpouring of the soul? Can the rigid systematization of prayer, which regulates according to the daf, even minute-by-minute behavior, be reconciled with the emotionalism that's often at the core of the act of prayer? In Lonely Man of Faith, Rav Soloveitchik, like the Rambam before him, explains that the Torah provides two spiritual frames of reference when it comes to man's view of Hashem, two ways of seeing God. There's the God of creation who's accessible to everyone, who created the world for everyone, who's referred to, who, to, who's referred to as Elohim, as in Breshit Bara Elohim, and there's the God of revelation, the God specifically of the Jewish people who maintains a covenantal relationship with the Jewish people, who's referred to as Yudke Vavke. According to the Rav, prayer, as envisioned by Chazal, Jewish prayer, is not driven by the conceptualization of God as creator, not prompted by awe and wonder, which people sometimes feel and sometimes don't, which is kind of unpredictable and dependent upon specific moments of awe. But prayer is prompted by intimacy with the God of revelation, the covenantal God of the Jewish people. An intimate, it's an intimate act between the two parties, so to speak, in the covenantal relationship, between the one who's revealed, that's God, and the one to whom he's being revealed. Now, according to the Rav, the one to whom God's being revealed used to be prophets, Nevi'im. But today, prayer is a modern stand-in for Nevu'ah. And that's precisely why it comes with rules and regulations, because it's a very specific kind of invitation or even demand by us, by the petitioner, for God to reveal himself. And according to the Rav, when Hashem stopped revealing himself through Nevu'ah, Ezra, Nechemia, and the Anche Knesset Agdola responded by delineating specific times based on the precedents set by the Av, Avot and or Karbanot, as described on our daf, to invite God into an encounter, to almost demand a revelation. By formalizing tefillah, they protested against the cessation of prophecy wherein God initiates conversation and perpetuates the, perpetuated the dialogue between man and God with man initiating the conversation. It's precisely the halach, halachic traditions that trace the origins of prayer to Abraham, the patriarchs, and the Anshei Knesset Hagdola, like the discussion that we find on Ardaf, that confirm the alignment or the sameness, of the, as the Rav calls it, between the prophecy and prayer communities. And at the end of the day, tefillah was set, was formalized or institutionalized, if you will, as a bold refusal of the covenantal man or woman of faith to let the intimate dialogue with God cease. Have a Shavua Tov and a great day.